evidence and answers. Today on Evidence and Answers, Pat is interviewed by Roger Marsh. Roger has a national broadcast entitled The Bottom Line, and today's discussion will be the topic of fake news. If you're unable to hear this entire broadcast, all of our messages are available on our website. That's evidenceandanswers.org. Here's Roger Marsh interviewing Pat Zucran with the topic of fake news, part one. Recently, the President of the United States declared that the enemy of the American people is not cancer, it's not a bad economy, that the enemy of the American people is actually something called fake news. And today here on The Bottom Line Show, Roger Marsh here in studio, joined by my friend Patrick Zucaran, the Executive Director of Evidence and Answers Ministries in Hawaii. I didn't say Hawaii to try to make, I sound very <laughs> Howley-like if I did that, I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zook is here in studio to talk about this fake news phenomenon, and speaking not only as a pastor and apologist and evangelist, but also as a member of the media, as the uh, co-host of the show 808 State Update in Hawaii a couple times a week. Pat's good to have you back in the studio. Hey, always great to be with you here, Roger, on addressing some of the most important issues of our day, and this is one of them. Well, let's face it. I mean, as Christians, you and I know that if anybody falls under the crosshairs of somebody who gets victimized by fake news, it's the church, right? There there go those Christians again, those evangelicals, those Baptists, whoever it is. They watch Fox News, and they watch you know, Alex Jones and Infowars and all that stuff, and, and they'll, they'll believe anything. And meanwhile, we have the credibility. You know, we watch PBS and the New York Times and you know, all that other stuff, and mm-hmm. so we have the credibility. And yet, when it comes to this phenomenon of fake news. There is a lot of fake news out. And let's just talk about the, how fake news even shows up to begin with. It's more than just like journalists lying about stuff. I mean, there are sites that even generate stories that aren't true. Just oh, yes. Yes. You know, I mean, one site like The Onion, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, <laughs> you see them on Facebook all the time. They're hilarious. Yeah. I mean, they're funny, but it's a parody. It's a satire. Right. And, and you'll be surprised how many uh, people take that as real news yep. and yep. other sites like that. Have so, you read the Babylon Bee? That's uh, another one, too. It's a yeah, Christian yeah. parody. Now, they poke fun at the church, so I mean, mm-hmm. whatever. But still, there, sometimes some of these articles, I've seen Onion, Babylon, Bee stories, where the Washington Post will fact-check them. Yes. It's like, guys, it's a joke, uh-huh. okay? But but they don't take it as a joke. Right. And so, you know, what you bring up is a great guideline for all people, not just Christians, but all people, to practice what we call discernment. Mm-hmm. And that's part of wisdom as described in the Bible. You know, Proverbs 14 says, the wisdom of the prudent is to discern his way, but the folly of fools is deceiving. Mm-hmm. And another great one that may guide Christians in this whole arena of discerning truth in media is Proverbs eighteen seventeen. It says, the one who states his case first seems right until the other comes and examines him. Mm. So often, the first story that you hear coming out of the news media may seem right and compelling until it's cross-examined. And that's a lot of what we have to do today in the news media. And you realize, wait a minute, there's a whole other side to this. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important today that, especially with the apparent bias in the media that people are noticing now, that we practice discernment when it comes to the news media, and we don't just passively absorb everything that comes across our screen. Well, let's talk about that bias. I'm t- talking with Patrick Zucaran today here on The Bottom Line. Evidence and Answers Ministry is the uh, website, evidenceandanswers.org. There was a time, you and I are kind of contemporary. Of course, you don't have any gray hair, so I mean, we might be the same <laughs> age. I wouldn't know it. Uh, I have all the wisdom highlights for both of us, but you've got a mm-hmm. lot of wisdom. When I was growing up, you turned on the evening news. All the na- major networks had a national newscast, and you had Huntley and Brinkley on NBC. You had John Chancellor. You had—I'm uh, um, trying to think if I 
Walter K. Smith or whatever it was on uh, Howard K. Smith on ABC. You had Walter Cronkite on CBS, mm-hmm. and and these guys came on, and America gathered around the you know the the television set, and they watched these reports. Er, Edward R. Murrow. They watched these reports, and you didn't know what bias this guy had because what you thought was, well, they're reporting the news. And no one would have known that Walter Cronkite was really, really liberal because he was trying to talk to mainstream America with his reporting of what happened. What happened? How did we get to where we are now where everything is so editorialized and opinionated and you really can't separate the fact from the opinion? Yes, you know, Roger, news reporting has really changed in the last 30 years since the days of Walter Cronkite when people trusted the news media for reliable information. And news reporters there saw their duty, whatever persuasion that was, to try and just report the facts in a fair and objective yeah, manner Yeah, Cronkite was that way, even with, yeah. like with comedians. I mean, I remember growing up watching The Tonight Show. Yeah. I wouldn't know Johnny Carson's mm-hmm. political persuasion at all, yeah. but he made jokes about things that, that people knew were true. So if it was the president or the economy, whatever it was, then the, the joke was on what they did, not, and you know what, I'm a flaming liberal, so or I'm a hyper-conservative. You didn't know that. Yeah. You know, nowadays... Right. The uh, reporting has changed. You know, in 79 and 80, as you were mentioning, in the early 80s, 75% of all TV sets got their news from the big three, ABC, CBS, NBC. Not surprised. Yeah, 75%. But now, in early 2000 and since then, we know that the ratings for the big three have been dropping tremendously. Now it's 40%. Or below, and the cable news networks are really growing. Mm-hmm. Well, what has changed? You know, the news media goal was once to report the news in an objective manner so as not to influence thinking, but today there is an apparent agenda to influence the thinking of the culture in the mainstream press, and people are catching on to that. Yeah, they certainly are. I'm talking with Patrick Zucaran with evidenceandanswers.org today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Patrick's a pastor. He's a teacher. He's a a, a great theologian, Uh, but he's also a a media analyst, especially with the work that he does with the Evidence and Answers program, but also as one of the hosts on 808 State Update uh, on a secular station in Hawaii. And uh, I encourage you to check out his take on that. I'm thrilled, Pat, that they, they're giving a pastor like you, a Bible teacher, a chance to, to host a couple hours on a secular talk show about, you know, what the issues are that people are talking about, because now you're getting a chance to dive into the media and say, wait a minute, we have, if 75% of Americans used to get their news from the big three, now it's less than 40. Cable news is out there, and that's more splintered in terms of, you know, some are more liberal, some are more conservative in terms of their biases and the slants. I think the assumption then is that a lot of people think, oh, well, Fox News is in the tank for, you know, super conservative people, so I can't trust anything they say. Or MSNBC is in the tank for CNN, they're all liberal, so I can't trust anything that they say. Is Are you sensing that more people have got this growing distrust of just media in general? Yes, you know, and freedom of the press is foundational to a free society. So we've got, it's important to have a press that is free, but also one you can trust, yeah. you know? And so it's a great concern when we're losing trust and, uh, you know, the mainstream press is losing credibility in the eyes of the public. We we need to get that integrity back in news. And you are right. We're having an increase of what we call advocacy journalism, something mm. you and I didn't hear about in high school. Yeah, college, not at all. You know, we're now... It's obvious that there is a bias on both sides, not just liberal, but conservative as well. So what we'll talk about when we talk about discerning truth in media, the answer is not, well, just watch Fox News. Yeah. You know, that's not the answer there. But we have to be discerning because you have 
what we call advocacy journalism coming from two different positions. You know, Fox is the main one out there in the news media for coming from a conservative position. And, and they're also the most watched cable news, too. Right. And it's something that the, the more liberal press really has a hard time with. I'm thinking it's just numbers. There's one conservative site. There's like three or four that are more moderate or liberal or even progressive. And so if the moderate liberal progressive group would all get together and have their own channel, then at least you'd have two. But sure, I mean, if, if that's the place where people get a, a more conservative viewpoint, mm-hmm. I, so but then you've got two schools of thought because one side says, well, I trust them. And the other side says, well, we don't trust them. Right. And we're back to the same dilemma. Right. You know, but there's a reason Fox News is growing so quickly. You know, 2016 Pew Research poll showed that the majority of Americans, 57 percent, get their news from the mainstream media. 38% get it online, and that is growing. Mm. 25% from radio, 20% still from the newspaper. Now, the Pew Research poll also showed 25 million Americans still watch the big three, NBC, CBS, and ABC. But that number is quickly dropping. And when it comes to cable news, Fox is by far number one with about two and a half million viewers and they're growing very rapidly. So people want another perspective. The big three, CNN, MSNBC, dominated by a liberal slant and they're looking for, and and Fox was a breath of fresh air for many coming from the conservative side to see news from another perspective. And it's funny, Roger, you know, when I'm at 24 Hour Fitness, I see two TVs on, CNN and uh, Fox News, going on the same story and sometimes you yeah. wonder are they reporting on the same story isn't that what? interesting it really is fascinating to see how that, and that kind of leads us we're going to take a break and on the other side of this break we'll talk about now it's not just a question of you know what is being reported that is called fake because there are some stories that are just flat out fake but how a journalist would look at you and I could be journalists and we're sitting on different sides of the table right now we could look at the American flag that's in the middle of this table right now and you see it one way and I see it differently it would be one thing for you to say well I understand that you know I see more stars than stripes, and I see more stripes than stars just because the way the flag is folding. But if I said, I see an American flag, and you say, I see a Hawaiian flag, that's a whole different conversation. And that's kind of where journalism has kind of moved in this direction. So on the other side of this break, we're going to talk about how fake news gets started, how fake news spreads, and whether or not there is some kind of conspiracy of the left-leaning media. I'm talking with Patrick Zucran today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Pat is the Executive Director of Evidence and Answers Ministries, evidenceandanswers.org. What exactly is fake news? Is it some kind of conspiracy by one side or the other? How can we as Christians be more discerning to spot the fake stories from the real stories? Today here on The Bottom Line Show, joined in studio by Patrick Zucran. He's the Executive Director of Evidence and Answers Ministries. He also hosts a show in Hawaii called the 808 State Update. He's one of the hosts on that program. It's always good to get some time with Zook in the studio. And this is a, a conversation we might not have had a couple of years ago because of our different, you know, your, your more pastoral teaching and, you know, doing apologetics and that type of ministry. But God's led you into a season now where you're a, you're a media rat just like me. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, people need to see how the Christian worldview provides the best answers to the issues of today. And they need to see how the Christian worldview engages the world around them. And well, so... And God's opened a door for you in secular radio, which is incredible. Right. And so, yeah, a lot of people were surprised. They're like, what's this, what's this Christian apologetics guy doing on a political talk show? Like, and they were surprised at 
how relevant the Bible is to the issues of today. Well, that's a great point to start in this conversation about this segment about fake news and and how do we identify conspiracy theories. There was an article, I believe, just recently in the Wall Street Journal. It was written by a professor at New York University who was a Yale undergraduate. And he was discussing the fact that now he was 53 years of age and he was trying to understand the campus terrorism, basically, you know, the unrest on college campuses. Mm -hmm. And he started talking about the language that gets used with students. And he, he said, you know, you get to the point where there's a whole generation of young people that have been taught that the words have so much power that if you have an audio clip of, say, Donald Trump saying what he said about women, for example, that means he is that person, number one. So the words are the act of violence. And if you burn a school down or attack somebody, throw rocks in, whatever, that's justified because you're actually combating violence, not even seeing the fact that they are the ones who are committing violent acts, but they feel justified in it somehow. And and then he he punctuated his point by saying, of course, I'm a fine one to talk because I did not meet the first person who was a conservative until I was 44 years old. And I thought, wow, here's a guy with a PhD from an Ivy League school who's been a college professor his entire life. He's 53 years of age now. It wasn't until nine years ago that he'd ever met anyone who held a view different than his. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, you study this all the time. I mean, we, we've had conversations about, you know, Israeli-Palestinian conflicts. And, you know, the, I think it's incumbent upon us as discerning people to dig through and separate fact from fiction. But this guy was basically acknowledging, while he's not a conservative by any stretch of the imagination, he said, it occurred to me that for 44 years of my life, my whole life up to that point had been built on, I watch these news channels, I read these news reports, I hang around with these colleagues. And he said, I'd never heard conservative viewpoints before. Are you sensing that we're kind of at that point where in the general population where one side isn't talking to the other and the other says, well, I don't like your news, so it must be fake? Yes. You know, Roger, that's one of the things people ask, why is there bias in the news media? And that's one of the reasons that you just pointed out. I mean, our universities and schools of journalism and media are just dominated by those who teach from a liberal position. And then when they go into their fields, these journalists are surrounded by those who think just like them mm-hmm. of a very liberal position. And Christians do the same thing. I mean, to be fair, you and I both right. know there are certain people who grow up in the church, only right. hang out with Christians, and would not know a liberal viewpoint if it bit them in the foot. So, I mean, to, to be fair, that this is an equal opportunity issue. But when it comes to the media, the reason why this is so important, I think this is where you're going, is college professor world, academia world, media world tends to lean overwhelmingly liberal, if not progressive, compared to conservative. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, one of the most famous studies was the Lichter-Rothman study, where they studied over 250 editors and reporters of major news outlets, the New York Times, Washington Post, Time, Newsweek, ABC, CBS, NBC, and the following. And, you know, the stats show that the vast majority of the news media are more left than even of our liberal congressmen. Let me just share some stats here. 54% state they were liberal. Only 19% said they were conservative. 86% seldom or never attend religious services. 50% have no religious affiliation whatsoever. That's why you may be wondering when they cover Christian news stories, Mm -hmm. why, you know, they don't seem to be so fair or why they get it so wrong sometimes. Well, a classic example Mm -hmm. is uh, like a 40 Days for Life event. You know, you've got Christians and Catholics, people of faith who are basically urging women to reconsider the, the, the decision whether or not to have an abortion. And what happens? We get panned on the news all the time. Yeah. And, but I can understand if they don't have any religious affiliation whatsoever, they wouldn't even 
even try to understand. I was talking to a guy from the local newspaper here at one of these events, and he was there to look for the story because David Delayden from the Center for Medical Progress is going to be there, and he's a rabble-rouser, anti-abortion zealot, that whole bit. And this guy left. You should have seen the story he wrote. I was at the same event. He even interviewed me. And we were coming at this from two completely different worlds because all he was looking for was what's the story because these religious freaks, these religious weirdos, they're nut jobs. There's got to be, you know, some kind of clickbait in here somewhere. He wasn't even trying to see what was happening. Right. You know, and well, we used to always complain when they do religious stories. Why don't they interview a serious Christian scientist who's an expert in that field? Wait, or, there are Christian scientists? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> you never know yeah, it. Yeah, or some, you know, scholar, Christian scholar out there. But they're always going to have interviewing some, you know, wacko TV evangelist or yeah, something yeah. who gives some bizarre well, because if response. It, if it's the narrative, that's what they think the church is. So when they see somebody like that, they're like, see, that's why. So there is kind of, I guess, a mm. confirmation bias. Yeah, right. So if they're young people out there that want to go into journalism, there's a great few. We need more Christian journalists, Amen. not less, who are out there. Yes. You know, but some more on these facts. 90% were pro-abortion. Only 24% believe that homosexuality was wrong. Other studies, one by the Freedom Forum and the Roper Center, conducted of hundreds of uh, news media people, and they discovered that liberals outnumbered conservatives 12 to 1. Wow. So that's, and if you go to New York, you know, where these major news media outlets are, and you look for where's CBS, NBC, ABC, they're right on the same block. They're just mm-hmm. blocks of each other. Mm-hmm. So they are, you know, inculcated in that culture that has their mentality and philosophy. They're right there on the same block. They go to school together. And so they think that this is how the world thinks mm-hmm. and right. that, you know, they're representing mainstream America. It would be like if all the news channels came from Saddleback yeah. or something, you know, we'd be given that perspective as well. They're just inculcated in that world. Well, Patrick Zucaran is here and with me today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. He's the executive director of evidenceandanswers.org, which is a great website for apologetics. He's a talk show host, and we're discussing this whole issue of fake news. And I'm pretty sure he's the first guest on The Bottom Line show to use the word inculcated twice in one segment. So <laughs> congratulations, Zook. I mean, I appreciate right. you finding a way to work that in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're at the risk of sounding like like this is a dog pile. I don't want people to dismiss this conversation because they're saying, well, you guys are Christians, you're pastors, that you just say this is left-wing conspiracy, and that's just too easy to fall back on. I don't want anyone to ever have that conversation. At the same time, it would be really disingenuous if there were some kind of, the way you're describing it, it does sound like whether it's intentional or not, there is kind of this left-leaning progressivism and you're coming from the state that wanted Bernie Sanders to be president. So right. you, you know this. Uh, mm-hmm. There really is that happening there. And it's very difficult because I was having this conversation with a friend. It's kind of a Solomon's baby issue, I think, in the culture where you realize there's one side and then there's another side. And the one, I think, who is the closest to the truth is the one that's willing to reach out to the other side and say, OK, I want to understand you. Just in the same way that the woman you know, said, the real mother said, let the baby live with the other mom because I don't, I, I don't want my baby to die. Are we at that point in the culture, Pat? And if we are, what do we do about it? Yeah, well, you know, getting back to your conspiracy theory issue there, I think you and I agree. I don't think there is a left wing conspiracy out there. I think many reporters are trying to be objective 
in their reports, but it's very hard, you know, for any of us to completely set aside our biases and our agendas. And many of these reporters, as we just stated, being surrounded by this liberal culture, their school, their colleagues, and that the big three are right there within blocks of each other. I mean, I think they view that as just a normal perspective here. So being, you know, just surrounded in that culture, it's hard to eliminate any kind of bias from there. Okay, so in terms of conspiracies, it wouldn't be fair to say that there is one because none of us is truly objective. At the same time, it is discerning to be able to look and say, well, if the majority of reporters lean left or progressive, you know, if the majority of them don't have any sort of faith story, then that is going to color the way that they report the news. Okay, fair enough. Let's talk about fake news because we know that it's out there. We know that it's like fast food. It's like junk food. It's just, you know, people will consume it because we're human beings. You see the picture of somebody out there, you know, doing something and it horrifies you or it encourages you and you say, wait a minute, I, I, that, that, that's got to be true. And then what do I do about it? Well, I want to talk about how we can practice discernment in the world of the news media. Patrick Zucaran, my guest, and we're talking about fake news, how to spot it and what we can do about it. Zook is the executive director of evidenceandanswers.org. And Dr. Zucaran is a very a gifted apologist. Apologetics is his stock and trade. Leading people to Christ is. I mean, the, the, revealing God's truth in scripture and, you know, doing archaeological study trips to Israel, you know, where you're looking at what the evidence are and what answers we can draw from them. But recently God led him into mainstream news now as a talk show host on a secular station. I was a little intrigued when we were talking about, you know, hey, you're going to be in town, let's come in here. And you said, hey, you want to talk about fake news? I thought, Zook wants to talk about fake news? Mm-hmm. I mean, but but you've seen what media bias looks like. I mean, now you're on the you're on the inside, not as a, you know, an investigative reporter. You're just watching this unfold. Talk, talk yeah, about that. Yes, you know, and as Christians, we need to practice discernment. The Bible, especially the book of Proverbs and James, that's part of being wise is to be able to discern truth from error. And we need to be able to do that more than ever, especially, you know, in these last elections, a lot of people were able to see mm-hmm. clearly the bias in the news reporting. So right. we need to be active in listening We can't be passive. I heard a statistic earlier this week. The New York Times during the 2016 presidential election had predicted that Hillary Clinton would be Donald Trump 87 to 13. And nothing could have been further from the truth, but they had just kind of gotten to the point. And some reporters are now starting to come clean and say, hey, you know what? We were just phoning this in. I mean, we had decided a year ago there was no way Donald Trump could beat her. And so we just kind of we stopped paying attention to what people were saying. And we kept paying attention to, okay, we're going to have the first woman president. And is this going to be great for America? And, you know, yay for eight more years. And you could see the media were really on their heels on election night. Not that this is a great day for America because Donald Trump won, but for me in the media and for you as well, I thought, boy, this is going to be a great day for America because a lot of people who haven't been paying attention, but they've been reporting like they're in the know, they got a bias here. And yeah. they weren't paying attention to what was really happening. And so now that makes it, uh, the, the onus on is on us even more so to be discerning as to what we're seeing and reading in the news. Right. And, you know, in the fear of sounding too pro-Trump, I mean, there's things about him I really don't like. But here's one guy who doesn't seem to be afraid of the media and willing to call them out. So, you know, maybe for the first time we have a president here willing to just call out the media. And so he's bringing attention to bias in the media. It is interesting because there are things that he'll say, or more importantly, things that he tweets, because he uses Twitter like crazy. And (laughs) I know I'll wince, you know, reading Mm -hmm. him saying, gosh, I don't want the, you know, my house, the president has dignified himself today, you know, to kind of Mm -hmm. borrow that line from Michael about David. But realizing at the same time, though, if you look further into the story, 
and see what ultimately winds up happening. More often than not, I want to say at least 80% of the time, he's actually been right. He just was very ham-handed about it. He, you know, kind of bull in a china shop about it. And it might be just what this nation needs in that regard. Whether you like the man or not, I think he's moving the needle in a good direction more often than not. Is he moving it that way with the right kind of bedside manner that we're used to from a president? I think you and I would agree, no, not not by a long shot. But nonetheless, I mean, we, we did get to see bias revealed. And so it's, I don't even think we need the president sometimes to say, hey, these guys are attacking. We, we know. You know we, can, we can see it. Thank you for joining us here on Evidence and Answers Radio Broadcast. We hope you enjoy Pat's show today. If you find this broadcast to be of a great value to you, please consider partnering with us. Evidence and Answers relies on the generous support from you, our listeners. For the opportunity to donate and keep us on the air, you may do so right there online on the homepage of our website. That's evidenceandanswers.org. You'll find we have a wide variety of resources available to you, including articles, additional audio, and of course, Pat's books. Be sure to share our website with your family, your friends, and your church. Evidence and Answers is grateful for our key sponsor, Highland Capital Management, providing investors with alternative investment solutions. To learn more, visit them online at hcmlp.com. Join us again next time on the air or online as we provide reasons for faith and hope in Christ right here on Evidence and Answers. Let's go.